What's up, what's up, what's up, guys? It's your brother from another mother. Coach Cam is one. Betul ke impian boleh menjadi nyata? Today, we have a special guest all the way back during my college time. Masa mula-mula, saya habis belajar. Terus, saya kenal kawan saya ni lah. Before we start, tak kisah you all dekat mana, please support misi kami untuk membantu dan mengurangkan 1% obesity di dalam Malaysia by liking and following our channel dan share dengan kawan-kawan you all. Welcome to our second episode of KIP, Cam Izon Podcast. Di channel kami, saya berkongsi tentang fakta sains, kesihatan dan pada masa sama, saya invite credible and successful individual in their respective field. Who is this special guest of mine? Dia baru saja dinobatkan sebagai juara keseluruhan untuk kategori bina badan dalam pertandingan MPC Regional 2 hari lepas. Baru sangat ni. Dia juga telah berjaya menjuarai di peringkat negeri dan juga antarabangsa. Seperti juara keseluruhan untuk Mr. KL 2022. Juara keseluruhan untuk Battle of Titan 2019 di Malaysia. And another one adalah tempat keempat untuk WFF Korea. Dia lebih dikenali sebagai admin. So admin, thank you very much for coming by to share a bit of your uh, cerita and experience. Today we're going to touch on six topics. Enam topik yang kami akan sentuh ya. Pertama, macam mana Emma dan saya berkenalan, how we did, how we met. Dan yang kedua, when you started lifting weight, this is very interesting. I nak you all dengar juga this part. Yang ketiga, as a competitive athlete, macam mana dia uh, mengasihkan masa dia, juggle his time between competition and also work. Yang kelima, dia akan bagi advice kepada anda semua yang nak jadi seperti atlet and last but not least, Mindset. Well, we're going to discuss about the mindset later. Now, Edmund. Yep. Okay, can you share a bit um, with the viewer how we actually met? We met. Uh, I think the first time was... Dalam uh, Jing, Yeah, oh yeah, betul. Yeah, I, I remember that was like... That was 18, 2000... 2000 yeah 2006 yes exactly 2000, 2007 about that i think so 2007 yeah uh tahun jup aku ada berikan yang card access for all the gyms but they try a sini sana ah i go to every gym except the one behind my house because i know all the junior competitors are there right 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 back then our friend <laughs> You right few right. few few of the the junior competitors. Mm. So eventually, I actually uh, make up my mind and wanted to compete. Right. So that's when I first yeah step into the gym. What what thing what thing was kid? What what I can recall lah, eh, how I actually uh, admit I was working part time that time for a supplement company, and that time the supplement company was a small office in a gym. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. I was working there part time. I think seminggu tiga kali ke macam tu lah. Then after the working hours, pukul enam tu, I nak work out. Then I saw this dude, this boy. That time was a boy lah. He was wearing baju warna putih, long sleeve, uh, sweater. I said, poyo, gila mamat ni. Lah <laughs> lah, <laughs> pakai sweater dalam gym, panas tau. You know? But he was lifting really, really heavy. I still remember that time I was like, I can't remember what was the deadlift, but it was really heavy, probably 160. I think it should, should be around 140. Ah, uh, 140. Also, he was benching like 120 kilo. Macam tu lah. I was like, what the fuck is this guy? Like, quite gila. Like, 
I do not know whether he's a boy, he's a teen, or he's a adult. But when he turn around, look at his face, like shit, he's a boy. Uda, you think of Kamuka, they must be beefy again. But anyway, yeah, that was the first time. And from there, we start chatting, and yeah. they only supplement like that. So that was when we met, and that time, Abaru just started competing as a junior. Yes. Yeah, I was still junior at that time. I think I was twenty one. And then after that, you were the one who guide me. The first, the first year, we all go in like a blur boy like that. I, I, I still, I still remember. You know, we look at all the abang abang, and we were like small boy, and I don't know what the hell we are doing there, dehydrating, and then somebody tell us to drink Gatorade and stop drinking water one week before the comp. And we were just like going there dehydrated to know what the hell we are doing. Yeah. After that, you know, makan like orang gila like that. Yeah, that that was the first year. Second year, I think you learned from somewhere. You were the one who guide me. And that was the first time I won my first victory in a bodybuilding competition, which is a junior, yeah. and it uh, Slango Junior Champion, which is a uh, year twenty twenty berapa eh? Before twenty ten for sure. Yes, yes, yes. I think two thousand eight, yeah, seven. Should be last six or seven or eight. Yes, because that two thousand eight, two thousand because two thousand eight and nine had a serious nine competition. Mm. Serious as in like you know when you're in open category you have to focus more. When I was in junior, it was just bodo bodo. I still remember the first time competing, we went together to Seven Eleven. Dehydrate. Oh, I think dehydrated. We have to buy water. Hundred plus. Damn, damn. Bodong. So what I can tell you guys, you know, when you when you don't have knowledge, I mean, you mean we don't have knowledge at that period of time. We do stupid things, assuming that we're doing something right. Then when you think about it, it's bodoh, gila kan? Lagi dah makan salad, what is salad apple sebelum sebelum competition mixed with tuna fish. Like what the hell is that, man? Exactly. Then after that, I the focus competition, the other focus competition. From there, his body just transform lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just transform, change. That's when we start knowing each other, competing together. At the same time, pun he was doing his ACCA. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was still doing my accounting the time. Yeah, and then I was working part time in the supplement shop. Yeah, along with me. Yeah. Ah, uh, that time I did the supplement shop too as a manager lah. Can he works on the weekends aja? Actually, actually, I remember I, I actually benefited a lot from all in all the things that you did. Because um, what I did. Yeah, like the 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 first year, two thousand seven. Um, you were still junior. I think two thousand eight. You were in the open already, yeah. so that was the time you got serious, and then you guided me, and yeah. that's that's how I won. Yeah, yeah. Then after then, there was some dispute between you and our former employer, and then I don't know. He was trying to prove a point. Uh, I happened to be lucky mm-hmm. that he insisted. I back then, uh, coach, which is a uh, Wong, mm-hmm. yeah, and then Wong guided me. That's that's how I got this far, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, apa yang you have to take away lah. Kita we just summarize that part, yeah. Um, you have to be disciplined. One second, you have to believe, uh, with the right knowledge and the right guidance, and be consistent. So that was how many years ago, bro? Nothing back. More than ten years. Ah, oh, about that lah, and still he's still competing. He's still competing, and he just won last a uh, few days ago. Yeah. So that's consistent, lah. For me, um, I I decided to quit bodybuilding because I want to focus on my 
career. And we're going to discuss later as well, career in terms of work-wise. Okay. And when you start lifting, you already mentioned that you started at the age of, what, 18, 19, yeah? Uh, I started approaching gym around the age of, like, 14. Back then, Taekwondo. Then, trying to prove the strength a little bit. But, in a way, um, unfortunately, <laughs> We didn't know how to train for MMA back then. There was no such thing as MMA. You know, all the, the, the martial arts was very traditional. Mm. And uh, we just lift weights in the traditional way, which is uh, bodybuilding. Right. And uh, that's how I ended up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I remember you guys asked the same question, like, why why you start lifting weight? Because you were doing Taekwondo, right? Yes, Karate, yes, yes, yes. something like that. Then he, apparently he's, he likes lifting heavier and heavier and heavier. Uh, then he gets stronger and stronger. That's why I mentioned Dalam Gym too. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, why he's so strong one? Can I But yeah, he deserves it lah. Now, as a competitive athlete, how do you juggle your time between your family, your work, and also your comp? Uh this question. I think um allow if you're if you're talking about like Few months sebelum competition, masih okay lagi. Mm. Few months sebelum competitions, but it's more of like a consistency. Okay, I'm not a person that I like to hang out with friends and all, so it's still still okay. I personally, I go to Singapore, so I come back every two weeks to KL to see my daughter and to see my family. So it's not so bad. And then every night, I will just you know zoom call with my daughter. Mm. And her mom, the three of us, or but as I get to get uh, closer to the con, yeah, that's that's when things get a little bit balanced, of course. Yeah, maybe maybe. maybe we can share that part. I can share my part where why one of the reasons why I quit competitive bodybuilding or competitive sports, and you can share your part, like why that happened. Yeah. Okay, let's start from you, lah. Okay. Um. First of all, as you get closer to the competition, especially one month out, mm. uh, it really, it really gets into you. <laughs> the the diet, of course, it only gets harder and harder. Mm. You start lowering down your calories, and then of course, like three weeks out, you probably need to crash your calories. So, mm. you know, if you're a big guy. Normally, you're eating like 3,000, 4,000 calories. When you're crashing it down, you're probably down to like 2,000-ish on the, the zero carbs. Uh, on zero carbs, you have the low carb day. And then you probably get to replenish a little bit on a carb loading day. Yeah, these kind of things slowly eat into you. And then also at the same time, you know, you need to juggle with the work. Of course, work comes first, right? Of course. I mean, Without work, you can't generate money. As that happens, you know, for the right. family and for yourself, for everything. So the rest of the time is just work. And then until like, especially the final week before competition, uh, that's when every shit happen Ah, kau kena potong sodium lah, potong carbs. If you're lethargic, lain pun complain, berangai kau. 
Aku tak apa-apa, aku diam je kan. Itu dia stone kan, kata-kata all we need some sort of understanding. A lot of my clients, they can understand, but unfortunately some don't lah. Yeah. You know, some, they are a little bit more picky, then they will say, you know, why you know, acting like this? Biasa lah. Yeah. Kita pun kena put a smile on the face. <laughs> I'm okay, okay. Okay, so this is, this part, I know you all remember this part eh. He's going through that phase. So, my last competition was, I mean, the recent one I competed for powerlifting, but it wasn't 100% serious. But the really serious one was back in 2018. I did uh, compete in also powerlifting. I won the uh, Asia title, Seluru Asia. And all my clients, I told them, three months before I start my competition, I told all my clients, just to let you know, my competition is in August. Uh, by bulan July to uh, training session, we're going to cut down. Instead of three times a week, once a week. They're like, why? Why camp? Like, uh, I need to focus to my comp. Meaning, you don't know what Amman mentioned that again. Yes, we prioritize our clients and our work first. But when we have one goal in mind, to win. You must suka suka ke? People must not menang. Right. You, want, you compete because you want to win. So you will do whatever it takes. So during that period, like, Regardless of powerlifting, within one month, we are have 100% serious, but we plan in advance. Bodybuilding, they always plan in advance. Through the final few weeks, they go crazy. So I don't like that because it does affect with my mood and also my work. It's not a bad thing. It's just the byproduct of the process. So all my clients are going to Then I reached to a point whereby my client masuk, my old gym lah kan? My client masuk, uh, it was pin number. I was sleeping on the chair. Because I nap most of the time. Do you nap most yeah. of the time? Because yeah. you're damn tired. Lethargic tau. It's beyond tired. <laughs> uh, you dah tidur, you bangun. Oh my God, I'm tired. I still need more sleep. It's that feeling lah. That feeling I don't like. But after that, you just like work like normal. So that interfere with my mood, which affect with my work. I'm not saying that you cannot work. It's just that it will affect with your work lah. Your mood somewhere. Yeah. So that's one of the main reasons why I quit competitive sports. Because when you compete, you want to win. Nobody masuk suka-suka unless you guys are masuk suka-suka lah. If you nak masuk untuk menang, memang the mindset is different. And we're going to discuss about mindset later. Yeah. Okay? Right, cool. So the next thing. Um, what's your next plan in terms of competitive sports and also work-wise? We start with sports. Uh, so um, right now, I just won the NPC regional KL. Mm-hmm. So right now, uh, the uh, IFBB, they have uh, new regulations that if you want to participate in a pro qualifier, IFBB pro qualifier, you must first participate in the regional. Mm. Of course, a lot of people, you know, they will jump straight into the pro qualifier mm. because they think that regional is just a participation, right? Mm. For me, I see things differently. Like some people, you know, they do come and tell me that, hey, okay, your body picks so many times in a, in a year or what. Right. I don't really believe in that. Right. You know, I I remember you told me Johnny Jackson used to compete strong more than yeah twelve times in a year. Yeah, and for those top pros, they don't even know whether they're body peak. Mm-hmm. And you, as an amateur, you know, who compete once a year, think that your body can only pick once. I think you're strongly mistaken for something, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all you need to do is. Get into condition, compete, see whether you're satisfied. If you're not, redo the whole thing, use a month, 
you know, one month is more than enough to redo the whole thing, compete again until you find the right formula, right, for the competition. And all I can say is the right formula is more and more. Is yeah. When things get harder, that's when you're doing things right. Right. It's just as simple as that. So, um, my next comp is uh, basically the IVB Pro Qualifier in Hong Kong. When is that? September. Oh, not far away. Yeah. Three months. Mid, mid, mid of September. And uh, we God's will mm. is another pro. Yep. And then uh, that will be either for year 2023. Mm. Because I don't see a point of competing the pro leagues. You know, when, when you clearly know where there's a disadvantage, which is size. Right. <laughs> yeah, as much as you want to compete 2-1-2 also, you need to wait at least 2-1-2 on stage. I'm not 2-1-2 on stage yet. Now on stage, I think I still can go down a little bit more. Probably like 86. Yeah. Uh, previously, the past competitions, I've been competing at 89, 88. Yeah, I, I believe I can go down a little bit more. Probably 86 plus plus. Think that would be like the maximum brickness. Right. I believe I can do that. So do you think that or maybe you're gonna try physique just for fun? <laughs> no, no, I my body I don't think I physique like about classic. I can't make it for classic. Okay. Yeah. That that is the reason why I only participate in uh, bodybuilding in the NBC regional. Because I'm about seven kilos overweight. Since yeah. Yeah, you need to have some high and all, and I don't really have long clavicles, so should I go narrow and narrow and yeah. all the while? Probably yeah. some of it. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's uh, the sports wise. Okay, and I sent to scare regarding what the sport wise, sports wise. Eh? So when when he mentioned about uh, clavicle, kenapa dia punya shoulder limbs tak panjang semua, he ada kena mengena with a sport style because uh, genetic plays a lot of roles in sports. You know, if your body is designed for 100 meter, better you focus 100 meter. Tak payah suka-suka nak try full marathon. You can, it doesn't matter. It's almost the same thing. Can running, but it's your, if your body is designed for that, for that. So I saja kacau dia. Kata why not try physique? He knows his weakness. So why not focus at your strength? And he also planned what he mentioned regarding about picking too, kan? Dulu pun I thought like that because I dengar cakap orang. No, orang kata, oh, one year you only can pick once or twice. But if you, what he said lah, uh, you plan your nutrition, you train, uh, plan your training program, and a program, they call it periodization. You want to focus, this is your picking, this is when you're resting, this is when you're growing. So for sure, he has his own nutrition plan, he has his own training program. So jangan assume, macam saya kata tadi lah kan, when we were juniors, we assume, oh shit, I'm dying, we need 100 plus now, or oh, dehydrated, die. We bodo bodo je. But once you have someone guide, like for him, he has someone who's guiding him, for sure, they know what they're doing. So, kepada mereka kat luar sana yang nak jadi atlet, don't assume you tengok TikTok and YouTube, you dah tahu semua benda. Which, those are what people are currently doing. They yeah. look at TikTok, look at YouTube, I know already how they do it. Okay lah, I can become an athlete. Go ahead. No lah, I, I think, I, I strongly believe a lot of people, they overestimate their knowledge when it comes to training mm. and food and nutrition. They overestimate themselves and they push the responsibility to all the, you know, extra supplements, mm. which I think it's very bad. Yeah. And which is not true also. You, know, you can inject however you want. You can take as many supplements as you want. Mm. You're not going to get there 
when your basics is not right. Right. And you'll be surprised that when you explore more into training mm. and food and nutrition, there are actually many things that you don't know about at all. 100%. Yeah. And that is what makes a lot of difference. Okay, since you bring up that topic, it's not part of the topic, but since you bring up that supplement topic, we're going to discuss lah on the surface. You can say whatever you want. So we're going to discuss about supplementation as in whey protein, creatine, whatever, and supplementation as super supplement. So Edmund mentioned about super supplement. Um, there are people out there that encourage or advocate that if you really want to become a bodybuilder, you have to enhance. You know. So what's your view to those out there that advocate people you have to enhance if you want to transform. Okay. Um, I think it, it, it's, it comes down to, first of all, personal choice. Mm. And second of all, whether you are training for competition or not. Mm. You know, when you just want to have a nice physique, you just want to show it, you know, to people, I think it's better you work on your training and your food and nutrition. I believe with these two things, when you get it, things right, you don't really need any enhancement. Yeah. Unless uh, you're of certain age, the which I'm like, uh, the babe, but that one you can actually seek for, you know, advice from doctor as well. Okay. Like get on the TRT routine, okay. you know, supplement yourself with a little bit of uh, growth hormone enhancer or growth hormone itself. Mm. But that, it's best that you seek advice from the expert, which is the doctors, mm. you know, endocrine doctors, specialists, mm. and uh, the 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 doctor, which is uh, what, what do you call that? The those doctors, woman panggil guy gynecologist, lucky kau yang apa? Okay lah, yang yang tu lucky ni ah they will test the test level, then after that they will they will prescribe you accordingly lah. Basically, about hormone therapy lah. Yeah, hormone therapy. I I I think that's 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 more than enough already. Yeah. I I have I have clients. Just on that. Uh, that, that, that was that was that was actually quite crazy lah. He actually managed to lose like ten kilo body fat. Wow. Yeah, but he's extremely strict with the diet. Then after that, he realized that you know how strong the so-called enhancement was actually getting. And how far the edge that you're actually having to go out of people with just a little bit. But the problem is, a lot of people think that, oh, one ml is not enough, I'm going to go to 2 ml. 2 ml is not enough, I'm going to go to 4 ml. 4 ml is not enough, I'm going to go to 6 ml. Me, it's not enough, I'm going to go to 6 ml. Yes. We're going to go to 2 ml. Come here, come here, come here. No, forget about it. Okay, a quick story about that also. Regarding what? Orang pakai just abuse lah. We call it abuse. So, competitive athlete, Many competitive athletes, they use they are user. They know what they're doing. Not everyone, but most of them. But Rama is orang kalwasana are abuser. They think that oh, I'm actually not big enough. I need to take more. By believing more is better. Yeah. So the Chitana Kosika Sini, one of my former clients, this was back in 2019. One day he just DM me on Instagram. He said, I want to meet you. Uh, I need your help. He's a trainer. He was a trainer. Why I say was, Kejap. He was a trainer, contacted me, came here with the parents. Mother and my father came down. So it was at the end there, I was sitting at the back, came to my table, sat down at the camp. I did the help. I said, like, bro, I 
tahu I I took I spoke to him kata I tahu yang you tahu semua ni kan dia kata yeah I know but I need your help in terms of food wise yeah I asked like why do you need my help um actually I got cancer stage 4 I'm like bro you need doctor not me kata I already met doctor I'm like then why you still why do you think I can help you like I'm desperate I just need someone in terms of nutrition wise so he told me lah so he had cancer okay he had cancer I tanya like how do you get cancer of course we cannot have a satu benda yang kata we got cancer kan but for him he just point out it was him abusing then I kata like how can he abuse I think on Instagram pun tak adalah nampak macam besar gila kan oh it's actually my friends in the gym just give me whatever and I took it I'm like what do you do I don't know yeah, that's the the part lah like what the Like, I kata, what do you do? I don't know, sometimes it give me blue color, sometimes it give me red color. So, sometimes, masuk ni, masuk tu, I'm like, bro, kalau I bagi tahi, you makan tak? Like, of course, tak, sebab saya tahu tu tahi. Exactly. Because you know, now you don't know, you just ambil je. Because your friend. So, what happened to him? Uh, the next day, I designed a meal plan, I gave to him. Then, we follow up. We follow up after 14 days. This is what the part I mentioned to you lah, we follow up kan. Follow up, no reply. Maybe he's very busy. Maybe he's in a hospital. Uh, delay three days later contacted him no reply his father contacted me uh, the father contacted me kata I'm sorry uh, Tuan Camp anak saya sekian-sekian sudah kembali ke Ramatullah means he's dead and he was only 27 when he came and see me that time he was botak dah tau like memang you know he's under chemotherapy first I don't know then we say I actually cancer stage 4 he buka je was shit oh my god So I'm not telling you all you are made steroid, you kena cancer, tak. But this dude yang kata, he don't know what he's taking. He's abusing. You know, he really don't know what he's taking, he's just ambil because kawan dia bagi. So kepada mereka kan luar sana yang ambil kawan bagi, if you don't know what you're doing, there are possibility that you're going to damage yourself. So I'm going to touch on that part lah. Uh, don't be abuser because your friend tells you what to do. If your friend also tak tahu tengah buat apa. So yeah, that's regarding about competition. Sorry, I have to touch on that part. Yeah, <laughs> it's the sad truth. Yeah, the sad truth. Okay, um, that's regarding about competitive sports. You that plan in terms of working wise. Work wise, mm. basically, because I'm 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 working for myself. Mm. Yeah, I'm also a personal trainer in Singapore, mm. and maybe you can share that part. Like, how do you tiba tiba sesak at Singapore from Malaysia? Because <laughs> last time we worked with each other, some summer, kan? Then I went to Aussie. Uh, yeah. Why? 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 It's just in Singapore. Uh. Uh, long, long story short, uh. desperate lah. <laughs> desperate lah. Desperate lah. Desperate lah. Don't know. Don't know what to Malaysia, it's 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 very limited. Um, actually, I did I did not compete. Uh, I think after you stopped, not too long after that, I stopped competing as well after Australia. Was it? But still, was like twenty twenty. I think twenty. When I was twenty one, I think I won the junior. Then twenty two, I follow Wall. Mm. That was the first year I compete open. Then three, uh, was the Penang one. Twenty two or twenty three was the Penang one. And after I think at twenty three, I took one year off. Then twenty four, I about another. Yeah. I got the news already. Then twenty five, I become a father. Then after that, twenty five until the about thirty years old, yeah, I never compete at all. I did do the like it. Oh, yeah, because because that time that time I was just focusing. Well, I I think I tried. I remember I tried to compete. Uh, Man of Steel. Well, I looked bad, man. 
I wasn't able to focus at all. I didn't have the budget. You know, I didn't have the time. Right. I was just desperate to compete. Like, nah, I say everybody compete. I just want to compete. And then I bring shit on stage. That was the first time I bring shit on stage. After that, I tell myself, okay, maybe maybe my time is over. And that was the time I go and watch, you know, some of our juniors competing in the Mr. Malaysia and all. And I was like, I remember I was in Penang, to get them. Like, hey, what the hell? It should be me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's out of desperation. Uh. So uh, that's, that's how I start in, in Singapore. Uh. But then again, uh, this is very personal. I, I went there and a lot of people asked me how what do you think about Singapore? Before I go there, I get a lot of negative feedback. Mm. A lot of people who go to Singapore, people always say that, you know, the place sucks, it's very stressful, it's very fast paced. Mm. You know, the people there are not nice. Uh, I totally find the opposite. I find the people there are super nice. At least with me. Mm. Uh, people are minding their business. I love that place. Right. And uh nice. the that's the most important thing. Of course, of course, especially orang yang dah family again. So, yeah. Speaking of, you are running a business in Singapore. How do people get to find you there? Kepada mereka yang tengah tonton, for those of you who are watching, regardless you're in Singapore, you're in JB, how do they get in touch with you? Ah, uh, My gym is actually located at uh, Tanjung Paga. Okay. Tanjung Paga Plaza, to be exact. It's very, very near to the Tanjung Paga MRT. Mm. So um, we are actually, I'm actually operating a very small stu- I think private studio. Lah. Yeah, it's a private studio. So we already focus on one-to-one. Faham? Similar to S also. Okay. Yeah. What's your advice to everyone out there regards to being a competitive athlete? I know just now we spoke about supplement. Okay. Everything okay, bro? Okay. We spoke about supplement, super supplement and normal supplement. Now, how would you advise to someone that wants to compete as a competitive athlete? Regard, regards to their nutrition-wise, regards to their lifestyle. Like, let's say some average Joe, no knowledge, bad lifestyle, yang baru je habis you ni lah, contoh kan, and approach you, kata, hey bro, I want to become like you. So what's my advice to him? Yeah. First of all, be ready to sacrifice. You're gonna sacrifice a lot. Very and uh yeah, that's that's the first thing. You're probably gonna sacrifice things that you might later regret in life. Such as to be to be honest. Um fight. Fight for a family, especially. Right. Yeah. To a certain extent, um I w- I wouldn't put the blame entirely on on bodybuilding you know but uh, yeah but bodybuilding eats up a lot of time so make sure that you just don't regret later in life you know putting blame on everything like ah, if only I never compete you know I would have been this that this that I'm not a kind of person right. so at least you know I just leave on and move forward <laughs> yeah just just make sure that it doesn't happen to you I think it can happen to many people agree yeah so uh, sacrifice is one of the biggest thing mm-hmm. and um, secondly I think this is very important. Find someone who knows their stuff to coach you, to guide you. And uh, when I say know their stuff, I'm talking about everything. Not just uh, how much roids to use. Mm. Roids, food nutrition, training. Mm. Yeah, actually, roids is the least important, to be honest. Very I think there's nothing fancy about that. 
if if you get your foot nutrition right, you get your training right, you can go very far. You know, the the ex super supplements is more or less safe. You can use this. Everybody can use this as well. Okay. So technically, there's not much of unfairness over there. Right. You know, you actually want to be the one who use the least yeah. and still win. <laughs> you know, instead of the one who use the most, win. Because if you use a lot and you win only like you know state competitions, all this, how far are you gonna go, man? Exactly. Then after that, what's next? Battle. You know, when you you go to international level, like. How you gonna compete with them? But you know, talk about size, they are all giants. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so 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 that's that's the advice I would give. Her. So focus, be ready to sacrifice and uh get someone whom you really think that know their stuff to get you. Mm. Especially the food nutrition and training. Agree. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna add on on data regards to those are not really competitive athlete. No more sacrifice. I did mention just now uh, when I was competing, there's so many things I have to let go. One of it is I have to tell my client that we cannot train more often because I was focusing on competition. Number two, someone is knowledgeable. Even for me, that time when I, I just became uh, an athlete for open class, I was still reading, even though I achieved to a certain extent, I know there's so many things I don't know. The more you know, is actually the more you don't know. Then you need to find someone yang memang tahu. So one of the reasons I went to Australia is because I was trying to learn from people yang much more pandai daripada saya lah. Okay. And what Edmund mentioned just now, people are using or abusing drugs. So during my time competing in Australia, I was competing in the drug tested competition. Okay. IMBA, right? IMBA. It's drug tested the manner after I won my category and my overall whatever, they look at me when I did my urine test. Basically, that dude was looking at my penis being in a cup. Like literally, I'm like, uh, excuse me. Like, no, no, no. I have to look to see whether that's your urine or not. So I was okay, lah. I can sing them to fine. Okay, I'm just telling you the process. Lah. I'm telling you the process, what happened. Lah. Okay, after pee inside the cup, give to them. Three weeks later, they will update. They will update publicly whether I'm abuse, I'm a user or I'm a netty. So when they announce I'm a netty, okay, lah, fine. I know that. The thing is, the following week, when I got the result, I competed in the competition. Some dude from Tasmania ke mana tau, datang to Victoria punya competition. I won Melbourne. Then I competed for Victoria. They were just slango dengan KL lah. Sebelah-sebelah je. So I went to Victoria. People saw me. People yang nampak Insta, uh, Instagram and also Facebook, they know that I will win. And I know I will win because I think I was the best in that state. Yeah. Tiba-tiba someone from Tasmania came down. He's huge, bro. He's slightly smaller than you, but he's huge. I was like, fuck, this is not Nati ni. I think it was like, logic ni. Kan, macam tak logic lah kan. So we competed. I won my division, he won his division, fine, I accept it. Then, overall, overall, he got first, I got second. Fine lah, I accept it, because I'm that short tau. That guy is actually quite tall. I think I know which one you I think you show me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then, after comparison, he went out, I tak sakit hati, I have to accept it again. The thing is, two weeks later, because it's a tested competition again, that dude got caught. The funny thing, he did not get caught with steroid. He got caught with opium. 
I was like, Takkan he took opium to get huge like that now. I was like, what the fuck is this guy using now? So what I want to point out kat sini, uh, if you guys not compete as a competitive athlete, regardless in physique, bodybuilding, whatever, and if you want to use, make sure you choose the spot yang you boleh guna. Yeah. Uh, jangan choose the spot. You will not cheat, kan? You want to get the overhand. Macam, oh, these are natural people, I'm not going to steroid. Like, why? If you know there's a federation you can use, use lah. Masalah federation too. I think this Mamat lah, this Mamat. I'm I'm close with him actually. Back in Melbourne, I'm close with him. When he got caught, I was like, bro, were you high when you compete? Because he's on opium, so maybe he was high when he was competing. Maybe, <laughs> you know. Uh, so that lah itu je lah yang aku sini dengan you guys regarding about using enhancement. If you guys not compete, macam Emma kata tadi, nomor satu, you have to be prepared to sacrifice. Yes, very true. Your time. Uh, your commitment also you know the having fun part you have to let go number two is uh, you have to find someone that is knowledgeable make sure they orang bukan berkongsi pengalaman saja but they know what they're talking about they really know it's not like you know ah, dulu I got six pack ah, I buat macam ni then you buat macam kenapa tak jadi ya? they, they cannot answer then you know they're just sharing their own experience not facts yeah. and lastly if you do want to use enhancement Make sure you find a competition that suits your goal. Jangan jadi cheater. Because once you're going to tangkap, like my friend, he's going to tangkap because he used opium for bodybuilding, which I don't know why, but that's him, right? Now, uh, last topic. How do you set a mindset to be a winner? This is what semua orang kena tahu. Because semua orang ingat, oh, nak jadi bodybuilder ni senang je. You buy supplement, you take steroid, you go to the gym, train hardcore, dah jadi bodybuilder. How do you set that mindset to be a winner? Like how do you know that you're going to win? How do you know you're going to win? Uh, I think uh, first thing you never underestimate your competition. Mm. Regardless if it is states or if it is an international competition, you never ever underestimate the competitors because mm. first of all, you don't know who is coming with. And when you're training, when you're tired, you always think that kalau kau curi tulang sekarang, orang tengah rajin. You train the part that you hate, and you're complaining, pain, you tak keluar apa-apa, atau tak buat, maybe that is other people's strength. Right. You know, you you might you might hit your chest because your chest is not going. You love your arm because the arm is damn big. Mm. But chest might be some some people's strength. Right. You might lose because of your chest. Right. And because you are not training hard enough for mm. it. It's just as simple as that. And um, yeah, basically, 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 that's 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 the mindset you gotta have. Okay, so he said the mindset di mana uh, there are people out there that's better than him that he have to work him out. Yeah. Atau bekerja lebih keras daripada orang tu. Yeah. So how? Of course, there are days yang kita rasa oh my god, penatnya hari ni. Can I just like tido? You know, like, can I just not focus on my diet this week because I feel sad, my kucing mati. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people out there, you know, they said they, they just broke up. I am one of them juga. <laughs> okay, there's one period of my life when we were working together, I was pre- planning to compete, then shit happens to me, I just lost 8 kilos of weight. Macam <laughs> tu je, 8 kilos of weight within one month because shit happened to me. So that's part of my journey lah. Okay, but after that, dah tahu dah, I focus on the competition. That was the, that was the year actually. I transform a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. The year that I felt a lot of pain. So I can advise this part. Eh? Uh, to be winner, 
to add on lah what Edmund say, you have to always think there are people better than you. So how do you beat them? Try to work harder than them. Just focus like, you know what? I'm going to compete this competition. I'm happy with my six pack, but I know there must be someone out there better than me. I'm going to work harder. Yes. Can. Yes. And also, my what I want to add on is whatever pain you have in your life now, heartbroken, kucing mati, you know, makanan tak cukup sedap, whatever lah kan. Focus that pain as a source of energy at, to motivate you. Mm-hmm. Because it helps us a lot. Kalau yeah. you just, you're in pain now and just shit, oh, she left, she left me, oh, shit, my kucing mati sedihnya. No, the shit is actually energy source. It's whether you want to use it as an energy source or not. It's a very, very, very strong energy source. The shittier it is, mm. the better it is. The only... I think the only biggest shit that will actually pull you down is financial. Right. <laughs> Betul. Yeah, if you have no money, sorry bro. Right. Jadi wangkat first, man. Of course, of course. Yeah. Akan betah cukup, I cannot. Of course lah, you say, oh shit, tak ada duit. Of course, you have to work. Of course, you have to work. But apart from that, let's say you, oh shit, you got no money, you didn't do anything, duduk juga, still, you in shit, in deep shit tau. Same dalam kesakitan lah, if you're in love, your kucing mati, whatever. But you just sitting down in a home and far. Why this happened to me? My life is so miserable. It's not gonna do anything at all. Why not just use that pain that you have, temporary pain, focus on something else to forget. You'll be surprised that it can it can actually push you further than what you can do. Okay. All right. So, uh, to recap, to recap, advice from Edmund. Um, if you want to be a competitive athlete. Two things you have to sacrifice. Second, someone knowledgeable. And I add on that uh, choose the sports that suits you. If you want to enhance, use sports that you enhance. If you don't want to enhance, choose not yet competition. Choose the right category. Yeah, choose the right category. But those are And we hope in this podcast, uh, we hope everyone that view and also listen to us appreciate the knowledge that Edmund and I share supaya you all tak disesatkan dengan information out there. Because there's so many information out there that if you want to become a champion or a competitive athlete, just take steroid. So that's the wrong information. So I'm sharing, I'm inviting. I, 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 I think that there are actually too too many gurus nowadays. Back then, there were no gurus at all. Right. So limited. Now, I think there are oversupply of <laughs> oversupply of gurus, oversupply of trainers. It's a little bit dangerous. Like, I, think, I think you just need to uh, test what that is. Yes. <laughs> and of course, you cannot think about the credibility. Lah. True. So that's why I invite Edmund. Edmund has a journey and Edmund have won many competitions. For those of you guys in Singapore, Edmund will share where to find him. So go find him there. Get in touch with him. For those of you guys in KL, if you need help in terms of nutrition-wise, I'm more than happy to help you. You know, just click the link, register for free consultation. Click on the link for free consultation. I'm more than happy to work and help you guys. All right. So that being said, thank you very much. Uh, I'll see you guys again in our next episode. Take care. Peace out.